All right, so we're actually on a series called Become Healthier People. And today's message specifically is Become Healthier Physically. And we're going to look at what Scripture has to say about that. But where did this come from? Well, at the very last weekend of the year, when praying about 2024, that previous week, I heard these words. And the words were, this is going to be the best year ever. And I thought, wow, that's, that's good. But whenever I'm praying, I like to think, okay, is this just me thinking it? Or God, are you speaking? And so it takes more time. I like to be sure and praying through it. And so in prayer, I was like, okay, well, you know, is, what do you mean by that? Like, best year ever, what does it mean? And so uh, we, I prayed a little more. And if you were here on that final weekend of the year, uh, we went into it in pretty big detail. And you can, of course, can hear that on the podcast if you missed it, because I don't want to recap the whole message. But simply saying this is going to be the best year ever up to this point, that doesn't mean you can't have a better year next year, but up to this point. And the word is for you and I personally, for our homes, our church, and our community. And in that order, on purpose, because... If you and I become healthier, our homes become healthier, our church becomes healthier, which also means our community becomes healthier. Now, this can be the best year ever if we believe it and become healthier in all areas of our life. So when praying, well, how is it going to be the best year ever? Because often words from the Lord are conditional, which means he says, this is what I want to do, this is your part, okay? We won't get into all that again either. We talked a little bit about that. But God speaks, and he gives us our part in it. All right? So when I was praying about that, the Lord brought to me and said, Well, the word is for those who believe it. Mark 9, 23, all things are possible to him who believes. And a scripture in Ecclesiastes, well, really, Ecclesiastes chapter 5. You can read the whole chapter. Where Solomon realizes more money, more stuff, doesn't make life better. So if you're like when he said the best year ever, you were thinking, all right, I'm going to make the most money ever. Not necessarily. Now for some, there might be an increase in their wage this year. Things might go better in their finances. Great, but that's, that's not what the word meant, okay? The word saying that, hey, this is going to be the best year for you ever, And that Ecclesiastes chapter 5, Solomon realized the richest people weren't happy. The poorest people weren't happy. And he knew the richest people weren't happy because at that time he wasn't happy. You can read Ecclesiastes, you can tell. Because he made all the money you can make, more than any man alive. And he even says, I tried everything, I held nothing back, and everything is a waste of time. That's an unhappy person that says that. But he realized people who were enjoying the work and the place that God had put them were the happiest people. People who knew why they were where they were and were working hard and enjoying the fruits of their labor were happy people. And so I realized God's saying, hey, he wants us to be healthy and happy where he's put us. And so we are beginning this series and there'll be some other series about How do we get healthier? But today, specifically, we're talking about becoming healthier people. Each of us can become healthier in some way. We all can. There's room for growth, room for improvement. And 
talking about being healthier, we're going to look at physical first. And I know as soon as I say that word, people think of working out, eating better, getting better sleep. So we kind of, we've all heard about how to be healthier physically, but let's look, see what does the scripture actually say about this. Obviously, one of the ways to become healthier, if we're sick or there's an issue, we can be healed. We can pray, God can answer prayer, and that makes us healthier for sure. So let's look at that one when we're talking Bible. And again, as we talk about healing and miracles, I want to make sure and say that we also believe that God uses doctors. I always want to make sure of that because some people feel guilty if they're going to the doctor. Don't feel guilty if you need to go to the doctor. God's blessed our country with doctors and it doesn't cost us anything. We're super blessed. Now, if you're running to the doctor every other day, we want to pray for you. We want to see you healed. But please, please know God uses doctors. Matthew 4 and verse 14. Matthew 4, 14. It says, when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. So Jesus came and Jesus healed people who were sick. In those days, they had many diseases that came upon people, and Jesus just came and he healed them. They didn't have doctors back then like we do. So you can imagine, even minor sicknesses could become fatal. So you can imagine how they felt when Jesus showed up, and then they started hearing, did you hear, you know, the guy next door down the street? got completely healed. What? We got to talk to our cousin. We got to talk to whoever. They've been struggling with this. And so they realize God wants people healed. God still today heals people. Jesus still heals people and he heals through you and I and he heals by his power. So how does that work? For those who are here maybe thinking, what? How does God heal? It's a miracle. His power comes in and something changes physically and all of a sudden you're well. Isaiah 53 verse 5 tells us that Jesus made this possible. And Isaiah 53 verse 5 says, But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him and by his stripes we are healed. So the miracle healing that we receive is because Jesus paid a price for it. When Jesus walked this earth, the end of his life, they beat him, they whipped him, they broke his uh, body in the flesh, they put thorns on his head, and then they nailed him to a tree. And this scripture is prophesying of what he would do. And by his stripes, that's his whipping, the beating of his flesh, because of that price he paid, we can be healed. And it hasn't changed. It didn't say it would only last for a little while. It wasn't one of those things that he paid it, but oh, it'll have to be paid again. It was paid once and for all. Once and for all. Did you hear that? So healing is still available. And we do pray for people to be healed, and we've seen many people healed over the years. Healings with Uh, Back healings. You know, many people have backs that need to be healed. We've seen uh, healings for heel spurs and healings for deafness, all kinds of healings that God does because he loves people. And the price has already been paid. 
So, if you need healing, you can believe for it today. We'll play it, pray as a group. You know, often God heals and does things as a group. There's other times, you know, at the very end of service when we're dismissed, if you want to come to the front and you want someone to pray with you, you want to talk a little more of what the issue is, we will lay hands on you and God will heal. All right? So, believe for it. God is in the business of doing miracles. Health obviously doesn't only come from miracles, and it obviously only doesn't come from doctors. Health is something that we can all play a part in, and I've got a few things listed that I found in Scripture and that I also know are even taught today through health experts. I myself am definitely not a health expert. I'm just going to give you a little bit And I I am pretty sure there's some of you here that know a lot about health. So don't laugh at me when I'm talking, okay? But we'll just give you enough from Scripture so you can see this is Bible. God cares about our health. Here is what I'm going to begin. Our words can bring health. So I'm kind of starting here on words. And when we go through this, I'm purposely going to talk about physical health, then mental health, then spiritual health, but no matter what, some of them overlap, okay? You're like, well, why is that? Well, because, talking about us, because we're physical, and uh, we have our mental side and our spiritual side, okay? So they're sometimes going to overlap, but I'm going to try to stick to physical today. Our words can bring health, Proverbs 16, 23, and 24. It says, the heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Pleasant words are like a honeycomb, sweetness to the soul and health to the bones. Woo! I'm going to read that again. The heart of the wise teaches his mouth and adds learning to his lips. Wise people take thought about what they're saying. They teach their mouth to say things that will bring health. Did you know when we are the most guilty of not doing this well? When we talk to ourselves. Did you know that? When we talk to ourselves, that's often when we're the most guilty. Some people have figured it out when they talk to others, but then when they're talking to them, oh, I just, I can't do that. I'm just useless at that. Oh, I'm a failure. I, I did that wrong again. I want to encourage you, that doesn't bring health to you. And this scripture specifically says it brings health to the bones. That is physical. Your words, if they are always negative and bringing you down, will actually affect you physically. Now, Proverbs 18 verse 20 says something similar. It says, a man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. From the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I guess I don't need to say it, but death and life are physical. Okay. And he just said words will play a part in that. Anybody who grew up with somebody possibly tearing them down with words knows the feeling of death inside. Being tore down, told you you were useless and no good, it's a horrible feeling. And it actually brings a crushing inside that takes years to get over without a miracle. 
But a miracle can turn it around instantly. And the problem is it also affects health. Your health is important. And God says your words play a part. Proverbs 12, 18, there's one who speaks like the piercing of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. Of course, there are scientific studies about this that the tongue can bring health. The words you speak can actually bring health. They've done scientific studies where people speak to plants. And by the way, plants don't understand English or whatever language you use. They took groups of plants, one group, the same exact light, water, but this group, they spoke positive, encouraging things to it. You're such a great plant. You're going to grow big and tall. Really lame things like that, but positive. They took the other groups of plants, said, you are just a garbage plant. You, you're not going to amount, you're not going to amount to nothing. You're not going to produce you're, nothing. They did it for 30 days only, and the results were quite drastic between the plants. They don't understand what's going on. Your words have power. Your words go out, and they bring power with them. Are they bringing life, or are they bringing death to you? Health and words do play a part. Now, I don't want to stick too long on that. You're going to have to trust me on it, but I want to encourage you. If you've been speaking, oh, I'm just always sick. Always at this time of year, I get a really bad cold, and I end up off work for a week. Always. You're declaring it. You're speaking it over your own body. I will always get sick at this time of year. I will always quit. How about instead say, I'm healthy because of what Jesus has done. Instead, say, I will not get sick this year at that time. I will not have this over my life. Change what you're saying. And it will affect your health. Now, obviously, that is not the only thing that affects our health. Because if we just simply spoke, I'm healthy, but eat really terrible, and never get off the couch, we could still be in trouble. Okay, so... There are more things that play into it, and Scripture talks about those as well. How we eat will affect our health. Proverbs 23, 20, and verse 21. Don't associate with people who drink too much wine or stuff themselves with food. Drunkards and gluttons will be reduced to poverty. If all you do is eat and sleep, you will soon be wearing rags. Now, what you eat does matter. Last time I brought this up, I jokingly said, don't eat that bag of chips after 10 o'clock every night. I would also like to say chips and pop are not a food group, okay? (laughs) I can bring that one up because I really do love chips and pop, okay? So I pick ones that I like. But it's not what we should do. It's simple. And funny thing, the night I said that after service, a lady came up to me, an elderly lady, and she goes, how did you know about the chips? <laughs> I, thought, I was kind of joking, but the Lord may have said something. And she came up to me, she said, the chips. She said, every night I have to go get chips. And where I live, she said, the, the home place that I live in, they have a vending machine just a little ways outside my door. And I go get chips every night. 
And she said to me, just the other night I was trying to get someone, it didn't come out, so I reached my arm in and it blew up. She said, I think it was a sign, she told me. I said, you are awesome. And then she looked at me and said, and you know the funny thing? I said, this was already funny. What do you mean? She said, the funny thing? On the other side of my room, not very far, is an exercise room. <laughs> oh, the picture that painted of choices. But oh my goodness, an exercise room is not comforting. Chips, that's a different thing, isn't it? Watching something. What we eat does matter, and Scripture says so. We don't need to overfill, and we can choose things that are good for our bodies. Exodus 23 and 25 says, You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water. And I will take sickness away from the midst of you. So serving the Lord, we can ask him to bless our food. And when the Lord blesses our food, it's healthy for us. And we know that it'll be well. Listen to 1 Timothy 4 and verse 3. It's a New Testament one that talks about it. It says, There'll be some that will say it's wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods, but God created these foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. Since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. Now, that doesn't mean you can eat chips in the middle of the night and say, thank you, Jesus, for this chips, okay? But it does mean God wants us to be thankful for the food that we're, is available to us that we can use. Now, we live in a world now where there's processed things and they're finding out some things are not healthy for you. Don't eat them if you know they're not healthy for you. And be praying and thanking the Lord for what he's given. I would also like to say, praying over your food and saying, thank you, Lord, that there will be no calories in my food today as you eat ice cream and cake doesn't work. Okay? This scripture that I just read is actually why we pray before meals. Did you know why you prayed for before meals? Some believers in homes, they just pray for meals because that's what they always do, but that's actually the reason. It's so that you can thank God for what he's provided. You can thank him for the finances to be able to buy the food. You're thanking him and honoring him before every time you eat. You're asking him to bless what's there. And he says he takes sickness away. Do you know that I believe if you've prayed for food and honored God, thanking him for it, even if the food was uh, bad or could make you sick, it won't be able to. I want us to believe if someone poisoned my food, but I thanked God unknowingly and prayed for it and blessed it, it wouldn't work. Did you know that? Eating is important, but also sleep is important for your health. Let me just tell you what Scripture says. Too much sleep, not so good. Not enough sleep, not so good. Sleep is important to our health. Proverbs 6, verse 9. This one's talking about too much sleep. It says, but you lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Too much sleep, not good. But you also need sleep, and some people struggle not being able to sleep. There's different reasons for people not being able to sleep. Too much on their mind, fear, worry. Well, this verse has something to say. Proverbs 4, 8, In peace I will lie down and sleep. For you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe. 
Ah, no fear, no worry. He's got it, I can sleep. Proverbs 3 and 24, you can go to bed without fear. You will lie down and sleep soundly. Maybe there's someone here tonight, you have not been sleeping well at all. God wants to give you good sleep, the right amount of sleep. Now, how much sleep do you really need? You know, when people are young, they're like, I don't need sleep. I can go for three hours and get right to it. It will affect you eventually. Not enough sleep will affect your brain. It affects your physical body as well. And you do need sleep. I found an article that says how much sleep you need, and it goes by age. If you're an infant from four months to 12 months, I know there's none here tonight, you need 12 to 16 hours per day. That's a lot of sleep. One to two years, 11 to 14 hours per day. Three to five years, they're all over there. 10 to 13 hours per day. Six to 12-year-olds. We might have some 12-year-olds here. Nine to 12 hours per day. Well, there you go. So some 12-year-olds still need 12 hours of sleep. That's quite a bit. So if mom says you have to go to bed early, that she knows. Okay, I'm getting in trouble now. All right, 13 to 18. Now we're into the teenagers. 8 to 10 hours per day. And adults, 7 or more hours a night. Every adult is different. And then they say when you get much older, sometimes an, a much older person needs a bit more because the sleep is not so deep. They're waking up from some aches and pains or you know, they got to go to the washroom more often. That was actually in a study. And uh, so that can happen. So if you need a little more because you're older, Take a little more, all right? Take a nap in the afternoon, all right? So sleep is important. Get enough, don't get too much. Exercise, there we go. We had to talk about exercise. First Timothy 4, verse 8. It says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So, there you have it. There's a scripture that even says that exercise, it says in another uh, translation, is good for you. Of course, he's saying, hey, exercise yourself in godly things like you're doing here tonight. The fact that you're at church, that has a lasting effect for eternity. But exercise as well is good for our bodies. An article from the Mayo Clinic had this to say about our health and how we can deal with something that is actually in the Western world, quite a problem, and it's obesity. It says obesity is a complex disease involving having too much body fat. Obesity isn't just a cosmetic concern. It's a medical problem that increases the risk of many other diseases and health problems. These can include heart disease, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, liver disease, sleep apnea, and certain cancers. There are many reasons, by the way, why some people have trouble losing weight. Often obesity results from inherited, psychological, and environmental factors. Like having a chip machine right outside your bedroom. I mean, come on. That's an environmental factor. Combined with diet, physical activities, and exercise choice. So there's a big lot of stuff. Did you know... Food really can be a great comfort. And sometimes if people have gone through things, food is the comfort. Or maybe when they were younger, there was never enough food, and now there is. 
There's all kind of different reasons. So I want to say this now. Never judge somebody by their size. And there's genetics that play into it. There's a million different reasons for the size of each individual. So with this kind of message, please don't judge somebody that's different looking than you. This is about each of us looking at us and how can we be healthier this year. Hey, five pounds less for you and maybe five pounds more for me so I'm not so scrawny. Whatever, right? So just look at ourselves. What can we do to be a little bit healthier? And you know, I want to say this. Health is super important. When, when they list those kind of things, cancers and all these things, well, how can we get healthier? We need to think about it, but I want to say this. If you've tried to get healthier, and we're going to talk about all kinds of different areas, if you've tried and it's not working, get help. Go see a doctor and say, hey, uh, I could use some help in this. Do you know what? That some health issues actually stem from areas where we need counseling and prayer, from areas where we just need healing inside. And it really had nothing to do with the food. That was just our way of kind of covering it. That was our way of dealing with other things. So I want to encourage you, no matter who you are, and of course, if we talk about health, there's another side of uh, what we just talked about that's even worse, and that's where someone thinks they need to keep being skinnier and skinnier and skinnier. It's called anorexia. They refuse to eat, starve themselves. And again, it stems most times from something internal. So I want to encourage you, no matter where you're at in your health, if you're trying on your own and it doesn't seem to be working, get help. Go see the doctor and say, man, I am really unhealthy in this area. What can I do? You know, they'll refer you to somebody who can help. If you're like, I already know. I know what it comes from. Well, talk to a pastor and get prayer. If you've talked to a pastor and got prayer many times and nothing changes, then talk to somebody else because it's probably not a prayer issue. If your wife is way too good of a cook, tell her to cook less. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, what man is going to do that? <laughs> All right, your health matters. And every day that we live unhealthy, it's hard on our physical bodies. And God wants your physical health to be better this year. Again, for this to be the best year ever for you in this area, you just have to be a little bit healthier. <laughs> it's up to you how far you want to go. But God's going to bless you in your health. Get healing where you need miracles. Take steps where you need to take steps and get healthy. Now, here's one I found in Scripture, and it says that working is good for our health. And I found out working is good for our health and our bank account. So there's a double win here, okay? Working. That's right, Proverbs 13, 4. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent should be made rich. And then, of course, why do I say working is good for your health? Genesis 2, 15. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. Here's what i got to say to you. We were created to work, and the way we were created to work was physical work. Think about this for a minute. Our bodies were made to do it. We were created for physical work. Not all of us have physical jobs. I sit behind a desk for hours. So what does that mean for us to be physical and moving? We're going to probably have to do some type of exercise to feel good and to feel healthy. 
It's just a fact. Because it's a different world we live in than it used to be. Think about it. You go look at old pictures of people in the 30s and that they were all slim. They all had hard physical work. You go further back, think of different culture groups. Think of First Nations peoples years ago when you see the pictures. They're all skinny. Why? They just, their lifestyle, they were always moving. Nobody had cars to drive. Nobody had vehicles, so you wanted to go somewhere, you either walked or ran. They had horses after, and they had horses and wagons. I remember a story about my great-grandfather down in Rocky Mountain House. He had come, and he, uh, some land had opened up for homestead, and he needed to get the paperwork done. And so he ran down to where he was going to get it on the train, this paperwork that needed to go. He missed the train, so he ran down the tracks. He ended up running, uh, so we would drive the drive. It would take an hour and a half, so about 150 kilometers to get the paperwork in so he wouldn't lose the homestead that he was homesteading. Running on the tracks. That's in shape. I've seen pictures of him. I actually got to meet him when he was in his 90s. We used to go down for tea and visit him. And even then, he was slim, and he still moved around, did whatever he could. It was a different world. People moved to get around. Now we can sit, and we can do whatever. Nobody back in the day had a big TV where you could sit and eat chips. Okay, I got to get off the chips. You guys are going to... I know what's going to happen for my next birthday. You're going to all buy me chips. Okay, don't do that. Working is good for our health. And then I want to put this in at the end of the message as we get, uh, we're not right ready to wrap up, but one of the other points I want to put in, and, and when I was in prayer, I was like, is this really physical? It is. It's physical and it moves into some of the other parts as well. And it's we need to be, to be healthy physically, we also need to have healthy physical relationships. Okay, so I'm going to throw this in here briefly. This is also, of course, going to, play into probably healthy homes and different things like that. But let me just bring this in. Genesis 2, 21. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. And the Lord God made a woman from the rib, and he brought her to the man. At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone of my bone, flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united in one. You see, a little bit before this verse that I read, God said it's not good for man to be alone. Okay, so physical relationships are something we were also created for. But God clearly says to have a healthy physical relationship, we need to be married. We need to be married in the way God asked us to be married in the way he created and designed us to be married here in Genesis. Titus 1 verse 5 says this. It says, I left you in Crete so that you could put in order the things that still needed doing and appoint church elders in every town. Remember my instructions. An elder must be without fault, must have only one wife, and his children must be believers and not have the reputation of being wild or disobedient. So clearly in Scripture talks about one wife. Now, we also know from Scripture that we are called to honor marriage and we are to be married if there's going to be a physical relationship. 
Hebrews 13.4, give honor to marriage and remain faithful to one another in marriage. God will surely judge people who are immoral and those who commit adultery. Your physical health matters also in physical relationships. Now, I don't want to go too far into this, but obviously when people just abandon God's principles of healthy physical relationships, it affects their health unbelievably. Okay, there's things called syphilis and AIDS and different things of this nature. They come from unhealthy physical relationships. And they spread through more unhealthy physical relationships. A healthy physical relationship matters for your health in many, many ways. All right? God wants us healthy. Now, I have some great news And the good news is this, that Jesus made it possible for us to be healthy. It's not impossible. It is not impossible to be healthy. You know, many people who have struggled with health issues have come to a point where they're like, well, it's not possible. I might as well just find a way to live unhealthy because it's it's not possible. It's possible. It is possible no matter your age, no matter your past. It's possible because Jesus made it possible. In John 3, verse 17, it says, God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Jesus didn't come to condemn you for your faults and the things you did wrong. Uh Uh-uh. It says, "But but that the world through him might be saved. And the word saved means to be made whole in every way. Do you get that? Jesus didn't come to put you down and cause you to say, oh, you're just a failure. That's not what he came for. And tonight, if you've struggled with health issues, Jesus is not here saying, boy, 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 you didn't do it right. You're something wrong. No way. He knows your past. He knows your hurts. He knows your genetics. He knows what's going on. And he didn't come here to say, boy, oh, boy, you. He came, he said, you know what? I want you blessed. He didn't come here, oh, your relationship is really bad. Oh, I'm condemning you. No, he's saying, I want to change your relationships. I want to see you well. I want to see you healthy in your physical relationships. I want you blessed. I want you married. And he's smiling. That's the God we serve. He doesn't come with a big stick. Oh, you messed up. It's like, hey, I can see you're struggling. Let me help you. If you want his help, he'll help you. If you want his help, he'll help you. That's Jesus. Yes, there's a judgment day coming down the road where it doesn't look that pretty. But right now, today is the day of salvation. My goodness, it looks pretty because Jesus has got his hands out. And he's saying, I got what you need. I got what you need. I got the answer. I can make the way. Well, we've tried, but it's impossible. Ask him, he'll make the way. Well, yeah, but what I need costs a lot of money. Then ask him for the money. He's got a way. He will make a way. Don't give up hope on your health. Never, never give up hope on your health. Today is a new day. And this is going to be the best year ever for your physical health. Ooh, that looks good. You know, at our house... We're not like health fanatics per se, but we do like to try to stay in shape. And my wife is the one who like 
she knows everything about health. And uh, so sometimes I'll ask her questions. And she works out a lot more than I do. I have a small exercise routine that I do. And she'll be like, I did this 60-minute workout. I'm like, you did what? How do you even breathe after five minutes? But anyways, <laughs> I remember years ago, she, she's always kind of done workouts, and this one time she said, oh, you should try my 60-minute workout. I was in the carpentry business at the time. I'm like, yeah, I'm in good shape. Sure, I'll try your 60-minute workout with you. I'm like, yeah, you just watch it on the TV and you do what they do. And you're like, what? You know, you got to be like watching them. You're trying to do the who's that? Well, about 15 minutes in, (gasps) can I take a break? Oh, they'll give you a break later. Yeah, sure they will. It was painful. I'm like, I don't like exercise anymore. I'll just do carpentry. (laughs) So, but exercise is important. And sometimes I'll, teaser and I'm like think this workout is working dear and I'll flex for her and then she'll flex feel my muscles just wow like a rock now we got our three-year-old walking around daddy daddy feel my muscle (laughs) I want to encourage you health can be fun don't make it like it's some horrible thing it can be fun and hey it can be a family thing health can be fun make it fun if it's been in the past for you where it's like painful, bleh, find a way to make it fun. All right? When I talk about Jesus making this way for us, making it so we can be healthy, of course, the greatest need we have for our health is to be saved. You see, because every person... Because of fallen man, we have this sin problem and it separates us from the Father. And if that separation isn't dealt with, we end up ending our lives unable to go to heaven and ending up in a place called hell. We also go through life missing out on the abundance that God wanted to bring us, spiritually, physically, mentally. But there's a solution, and I said already the solution is Jesus. And there's a way to receive what he paid for on the cross. I told you about it earlier. He died on the cross. He was whipped and beaten for us. There's a simple way to receive it. No, you don't have to jump through hoops. You don't have to sign papers. You just have to believe it and use words. It's that easy. And we do that in our church. We pray a simple prayer that lets us use words to say, you know what, Jesus, I want what you have. And we're going to do that tonight. Maybe you've not done this before, or maybe it was a long, long time ago, and you're saying, I'm coming back. So I'm going to ask all of you to join. We're not singling anybody out, but let's bow our heads for a minute. I want you to repeat this after me. If you're like, Jesus, I want what you have, pray this with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you died for me. I ask you now, forgive me. Make me whole. I thank you, Jesus, for your love. And I thank you now, I am saved.